DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. We are joined now by Aaron Falk. Used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune. Now he's writing for utahjazz.com. He is in the bubble in Orlando, Florida, and he is going beyond his writing talents now. He is a master of all media. King of all media, replacing Howard Stern. Aaron, good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm the Howard Stern you could introduce to your mother, though. <laughs> tell all the ladies listening. Okay. You're getting the whole uh, photography, social media thing down. You don't just get to write uh, flowery 5,000-word uh, stories, which is your go-to. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's been... Uh, been um fun and and challenging and you certainly gain the respect for all of the people uh behind the cameras doing this work because it's it's definitely not not easy so it's uh nice nice to try to add a skill set but you know i'll be appreciative when i'm back in in the real world and and having true honest trained professionals doing this instead so as it as it Gotten the situation, this is so abnormal, but in a sense now that you've been there and the players have been down there, that it's actually normal the way it is now. Have you settled into that? Yeah, I, I think there there is um, some of that going on where, you know, you, you first get here and you're not sure what to make of, of it, but... Um, you know, there there is there is a lot of routine here. I mean, there's downtime in the day, but you know, every every morning you're going to get the the text message of of the schedule, and you know, we got three hour blocks of practices, um, etc. The guys are going, you know, for for treatment. There's testing. There's regular meals. I mean, the the, the day gets full um, relatively quickly, and you know, and then, then there is obviously time for for guys to to uh hang out and, and and relax but like you get in you get into that routine and, and it happened i think rather quickly and um guys are kind of settled in and and you know i think just sort of taking it a, a day at a time but but knowing you know and, and being ready to be here for the long haul so i get the whole you know there's a routine and you know life just kind of even even in disney world you know life kind of gets its own rhythm but i was surprised to see uh quinn's cancel a practice maybe it was a couple of them and i know it was one of them uh what drove that have they had enough of practice already is there a real sense of we got to get to the games um you know i I think it's it's a couple of things you know one these guys have after being off for for an extended period of time and and without sort of the the regular um training and and treatment that they would get during an off season uh typically are jumping into this and and they've been going pretty hard i mean they've they've been playing um you know i think quinn said he wanted to get get them out and and, and playing as opposed to just sort of you know game planning and and going over x's and o's for for hours and hours like get out there play five on five get up and down the court and, and kind of figure out who we are again um so these guys have been going pretty hard and then you know i mean there there are Things you know beyond just the, the regular practice. Guys are still getting in the gyms um, here late at night for individual shoot arounds, or or last night uh, some guys got to go through a, a kind of a walkthrough with the arena to get a look at, at what games will be like and get some extra shots up. Um, and you know, I mean, there's there's no 
practice today, um, but it's there's still a, an out three hour block for guys if they want to go to um, one of the gyms here and, and put work in. And you know, you know, most of them will, will probably end up doing that. There's just no coaches there. Even though you've settled into a routine, is there any feel of isolation? Um, certainly. You know, I, I miss I miss seeing, uh, you know, just the normal people that you would you would see throughout your your day. Um, you know, I'd, I'd even be happy to see you guys at, at this point. <laughs> but you, uh, you know, I, of, of course, I think I think I've said before, but like you walk around the the perimeter and, and you you get the sense of like how small the space actually is and and yeah you can you can that could trip you out a little bit if you let it but um you know at at the same time these guys are around each other a lot during the course of the season it's when you're when you're traveling you know even regular nba season road games like there are you know you get into that routine where these are the guys i like to go to dinner with or or whatever and and these guys are around each other and they're friends and like even for me uh having you know friends on staff here it's nice to after months and months of of really being limited within our own homes um to be able to get out and and to feel like hey you know i can have dinner with with my friends and people that i i know and and haven't really seen for a long time so um you know there's there's a mix of of missing you know guys are missing their their families no doubt but at the same time like this is this is a family and so it's nice to be able to share those, those moments with people again so the uh, I, I'm seeing pictures of the grounds as people wander around. You know, it's pretty because, of course, it's a tourist destination. All that. Are you getting used to the signs about snakes and alligators everywhere? Because that'd be creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I uh, I haven't. I've seen some lizards. No snakes. No gators. Um, Joe Ingles has promised me uh, the authority on all alligators. Apparently, uh, worldwide, that there is not an alligator in this pond. I've shown him. You know, maybe some news publications that might suggest he doesn't know everything about uh, alligators and crocodiles, but you know, it's it's okay. But um, you know, it's it's definitely uh, a, a different a different uh, ecosphere down here. I'm 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 actually probably honestly more concerned than alligators and snakes. I'm just going to be concerned about you know dying in this humidity at a certain point. <laughs> Have you been able to gauge the buy-in of the players when you hear someone like LeBron say he's all in? I would assume that would make it easier for everybody else. Yeah, I, I, um, within within the Jazz, definitely. I think there's there's pretty heavy buy-in. Um, you know, in terms of that initial getting over that initial fear of coming here and not knowing what was going to happen you know how safe was the bubble going to be um and then to see the numbers the league just announced yesterday that that there have been no positive tests um in in the last seven days and and i think before that there were two positive tests but those were actually um players who were not within the the grounds they were sort of on on a separate um uh, out of some someplace other than the, the three original locations because they were going through a separate type of quarantine. So guys have been really reassured, I think, on, on a health and safety standpoint. And then, you know, there are guys on each team and, and certainly within the Jazz um, who are the vocal types who are, are saying, hey, you know, we, we're here. Um, let's, let's be all in. Like, don't 
don't make this just a, a couple of weeks thing. Like, let's let's make this a real thing. Like, we're still here to compete for a championship. So has that really, uh, I assume before the numbers come out, you already know people aren't disappearing. There's no whispers around that, that the whole stress over over how healthy it is really changed after you were there for a few days. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I mean, um, there was some, some skepticism, certainly. Um, I think that that's a, that's a healthy thing for people going into a situation that they've never experienced. It literally has never been done before. Um, but once you get here and you see all of the precautions and you see how serious even, you know, the most high-level star players are, are taking the the rules in terms of masking, etc. Um, you know, there, there are honestly moments where I feel uh, almost a level of guilt because I'm able to have a, a peace of mind that I that doesn't really exist in a lot of other places in in the world, or in the, at least in the United States right now. Um, you know, like I worked out inside in a gym, which I hadn't done in months, and I felt really safe about it, something I would not do typically, but given all of the um, precautions around here and and just, you know, my confidence level in the bubble right now, like, it was something I, I felt good about doing, and, and that's a, a privilege that I would not have been able to enjoy in Salt Lake City, Utah right now. How are the Jazz going to approach these, uh, whatever you want to call them, practice games? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. These scrimmages will be... Uh, they're, they're a little shorter. They're 10-minute quarters. Um, that being said, I still wouldn't be surprised at all to see um, Quinn Snyder and his staff go a little deeper in, in their rotations as guys are kind of still gearing back. You know, um, injury concerns still real after such a long layoff and, and don't think, you know, you want to you wanna see what, what you have, but you also don't want to run guys into the ground for a scrimmage. So, um uh, I would expect him to go a little deeper than than usual, even though it's a ten minute quarter. Um, and that being said, yeah, it's it'll be interesting just to see what what they do to sort of try to fill in the, the gap with Boyan Bogdanovich out with that wrist uh, surgery. You know, how much faster are they going to play? Just given that they are a, a smaller team now, with you know relying more on Jordan Clarkson probably than. Than before and and uh, putting the ball in Mike Conley's hand even more. Um, so I think it's maybe a slightly different style of, of offensive play. But, but yeah, I'm interested to see how deep they go and, and how you know much of these guys like maybe Juwan Morgan or or Terrell Brownley Miaoni, someone toward the end of the rotation might be able to get a, a couple of minutes here to to uh, see if they can help out in the, in the long run. Aaron Falk joining us, UtahJazz.com writer. He's in the bubble in Orlando. You know, when this was first uh, talked about, I thought, well, some basketball is better than none, but I, I don't know how good the basketball is going to be in the playoffs. And I get all the asterisk talk about this season. It's so weird. Uh, but as we get closer, and I listen to uh, players like Joe Ingles talk, I listen to a star like LeBron talk, and I see that they get three scrimmages, and then they get eight games before the playoffs start. I'm thinking, I don't think these playoff games are going to be rusty. Maybe some of these early scrimmages in regular season games will be. But I think by the time they get to the playoffs, I think the basketball ought to be pretty high level. And I'm less interested in the uh, asterisk. I mean, it's still not going to have fans and you're not going to have to go on the road, you know, 1-1 because you blew a game at home and fight back. So it is going to be different. But I think the quality of basketball ought to be good. Is that kind of the vibe you're hearing as people talk? 
Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, you know, especially around the Jazz, they've been happy with the fitness level the guys were able to come back with. And by the time, you know, we're into into playoffs, it's five, six weeks of, of um, this sort of training camp between Salt Lake City and, and the run-up here. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it will be a pretty high level of basketball. These guys are you know, the, the, the jump shot's not just going to go away because they they there's this gap in the season. Um, you know, maybe some connectivity issues with with teams early on, but that's what these scrimmages and these eight seeding games can can do for everybody. Um, I I would anticipate that. And in, in terms of the asterisk, I mean, I, I'm not I I'm one to really believe like these are such strange circumstances. Um, and, and to your point, yeah, of course there there won't be fans. There, there won't be that same, you know, game seven feeling, even if there are things done to try to recreate some of that. But, like, the asterisk should be, I don't know, I, I, I can't look back on anybody winning this thing and thinking that doesn't count. Like, this is such a weird thing, a difficult thing to put guys through in terms of being away from, from family and loved ones for that long. Um, mentally a, a strange thing. Like, wh- whoever wins this is the NBA champion in, in my mind, like there's, there's no asterisk for me. This is, uh, this is, this will be a, a different sort of test of, of will and mental fortitude. Have you been able to notice as a city of Orlando, is it making a big deal about all these folks being in their community? Uh, you know, I, I really haven't um, seen much. And obviously we're, we're, I say we're not out in the city of Orlando at all, but just looking at, at news reports, I haven't seen anything, um, you know, one way or the other about it it's you know that you know that what the numbers in florida are they're, they're going down slightly but it's still um certainly a, a covid hot spot in in the country so um those are those are real concerns for for the community here but this what's going on here uh certainly not impacting that um at this point this, uh, so right now no no negative press that i can see How's the mood there? Aside from all the basketball stuff, are are people actually having fun, enjoying themselves, or is it still it's just too odd and that can't happen? No, I think I think guys are are definitely able to to cut loose from time to time. I mean, I'm, like with, with anything, you're going to have some moments where I'm I'm sure you know you you look and say, oh, we're we've been here for two weeks, we got a long way to long way to go. You know, that's that's a daunting thought. But um, on the whole, yeah, we've seen guys. You know, driving around on on golf carts, pretending they're on safari. You've seen Jordan Clarkson shotgun some beers. You've seen, you know, guys out fishing on the lakes. They're golfing. They are, you know, going on these late night bike rides. Like guys are guys are still able to cut loose. And the thing they don't, like multiple guys have said is this feels like AAU. This feels sort of like you know being in, in high school again and having these sort of long summer tournaments. You know, there's gonna be times when that wears and you know maybe you just want to sit in your room and and watch tv or whatever but right now from what i've seen you know guys are definitely out there enjoying each other's company you know enjoying the the entertainment that exists here and, and having a decent time well aaron thanks for painting a picture in the bubble and talking a little jazz with us we appreciate the time thanks for checking in no problem at all you guys stay safe all right aaron folk utahjazz.com join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. A big AAU tournament hanging out with the guys doesn't sound like the worst thing ever, PK. 
Well, I think Stephen Adams said it uh, the other day that uh, I think he said this isn't Syria here. This is a resort area. And Stephen Adams usually cuts through the bull when you listen to him talk. So, yeah, if they, especially if they can have activities and all. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not like it, it's the worst thing possible for them by any stretch. And, and I, you still get to play ball. Yeah. And, and I got to imagine that you love playing ball. I mean... And when I was their age, you know, I played a ton of pickup basketball. Now I only do it once a year when they force me to go over to the work the practice thing that they do with the coaches and I make a fool of myself. But, uh, you know, I love playing ball. And these guys are doing it. This is what they do. So why wouldn't they? And I agree. This, this asterisk, it'll have an asterisk because of the unusual circumstance. But it won't be because of the competition. Yeah. And I think when Quinn Snyder cancels a practice, that tells you he's pretty satisfied with the level of basketball these guys are playing because he wouldn't have canceled a practice otherwise. <laughs> right, and they played 60-some games. So if anything, I think baseball would have more of an asterisk than the NBA because their season is being drastically reduced. This season is not being drastically reduced, and plus they're going to get – they're going to get close to 70 games now, right? Cause these They're going to be a little over. A little over, yeah. Because these games, they count. As I understand it, they, they said don't worry about using these games as far as the individual postseason awards. Right. Am I right on that? Yes. But they still count on record-wise. Yep. Uh, so you're getting over, over 70 games. That's a good chunk of games. It's not the full 82. But hardly anybody plays 82 games individually, I'm speaking of. Obviously, the teams do. Uh, so that's why – and the format is going to be the same. Yeah, I get it's not going to be with the fans on the road and whatnot. But that, to me, could indicate that you could have better brand of basketball, not a worse brand. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. So I'm not worried about this asterisk at all. No, I think the quality of basketball is going to be good. The teams will play 72, 73, 74 games out of the 82. I, I think when we get to the playoffs, it's going to look good. It may look good in the regular season, uh, these eight games. We'll have to see how quick they, they pick it up. But I, I, I was really worried it was going to be rusty and pretty ugly, but I, I just don't think that's going to be a factor. And even if the fourth seed or the fifth seed or the sixth seed should surprise us, I don't think that matters. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz and the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The NBA and the Players Association announced that coronavirus tests of 346 players at the league's bubble campus in Orlando, Florida since July 13 have yielded zero positive results. Indiana Pacers coach Nate McMillan says he expects to see Victor Oladipo in the team's lineup during their first scrimmage this Thursday as Oladipo weighs his options about resuming playing the NBA restart. Rockets guard Russell Westbrook traveled to Orlando yesterday, according to head coach Mike D'Antoni. He'll now be subject to a 36-hour quarantine until he registers two negative tests for COVID-19. This back-to-basketball update is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Usually, when you get about a week out, and right now, that's exactly where we're at, start to get revved up, get excited, and there's something about this time that you know the amount of things that have to take place for that to logistically get off and get going. Something about it tells me maybe there's a chance that things get moved back. That's Rams coach Sean McVay says he thinks there might be a delay with the NFL training camps. They should be opening here. Well, it depends when your opener is, but basically in the next week. Rookies reported in Houston, Kansas City. Houston, Kansas City, because they play the Thursday game, so they go in a little earlier, right? You think there'll be a 16-game NFL season this year, PK? Hmm, 16 games. Wow, that's a toughie. Uh, I would say 16. I'd say probably not, but can we get in the teens? So is it going to be like the NBA? You know, do you have enough to where it's legitimate? Do you it's get to 10 to 12? Games? Yeah, 10 yeah. to 12 to 14. Right, yeah. You know, five-game season. You know, what does that really do for you? I mean, it makes some money, and so I understand that. But in terms of the pureness of the competition, you know, I think you need to get into double digits. But, you know, they're the NFL, and they, they can do like the individual conferences to where they can start and stop and delay and whatnot, see how that plays out. But I actually, to me, I think that uh, the NFL, and really football in general, might be the toughest to have the complete season. I think baseball probably has a better opportunity to control it a little bit better, uh, to, to just by the nature of the sport maybe, and they don't have as many bodies and all that type of stuff, so maybe they have better odds. Obviously, basketball is set up to do what they're going to do. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, obviously, we hope so. I think that's the case. But uh, we'll have to see what happens, I guess. 1982, they had a nine-game season because of labor issues. And then five years later, they had more labor issues. They had a 15-game season. And they played three games with replacement players and counted them in the standings. So it was 12 games with the full rosters. So there's certainly precedent. The NFL has done this before. And... I think for most fans, this is more understandable than that, so you can roll with it a little bit. Um, the year they did nine, they opened the playoffs up to 16 teams. and let, Now, of course, that created more money to offset the games they missed. They made more revenue there. But uh, from the competitive standpoint, there are really no excuses. You know, Everybody with a winning record was in, and a couple teams with the losing records were in, and they just you know played the tournament out from there. So... Certainly, NFL's had to adapt before. We'll see if uh, McVeigh's right and if there's a delay, and if so, uh, how much the delay is. Just in a commercial break, uh, Yach retweeted on Twitter that in Texas, they're, uh, they're kind of doing what Southern California did. Yesterday, Southern California, the CIF Southern section, which isn't, isn't all of Southern California, but it's 90% of it, uh, they delayed football till January in Texas. They're letting the smaller classes play as scheduled, and the two biggest classes are delaying five weeks. Speculation that's so that they can put fans in the stands because in the bigger classes they can draw 10, 15, 20,000 people to a game. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one of the uh, funny things when you're flying into Dallas or Houston <laughs> for work and you see these stadiums, and they're high school stadiums. 
Yeah, man, they really are stadiums. They're not just some bleachers with a little dinky press box. So we know about that. That's legendary. <clears throat> and if they do that for financial reasons, well, I guess it's not that uh, the end of the world by any stretch. Uh, the weather tends to be better there, so you can extend it uh, into you know later parts of December and probably not have very many issues as far as that goes. Well, and they play the, most of the championship games there at AT&T Stadium, which is a dome stadium, so you're fine in that regard. So being down there for soccer and driving down the road, you pass by – the practice facility with the Cowboys, which apparently has been built as a 10,000-seat high school stadium. Yeah, of course, it's domed, so you can't see anything but a big building from the road, but the guy who's in the car is like, hey, and over there is where... And just from the press box, you could see two other high school fields, and they use the soccer stadium for high school games. It's, it's really unlike anything... I mean, L.A., you covered games in L.A. Doesn't everybody just have their own field in L.A.? Isn't that pretty much standard throughout California? Some of them are uh, most of them do. They don't. They don't play. Not everybody plays. Uh, they look. They'll have uh, bigger games. They they can move them around a little bit. Long Beach has a stadium. It's the city of Long Beach Veterans Stadium, so you can fit more kids in there. Long Beach State, I think, used to play there. They don't have a football program anymore, so they can move them around a little bit uh, to get uh, to accommodate bigger crowds. El Camino has a beautiful junior college stadium. It's really super nice. Uh, Best that I've been in, without question. They film. They film a lot of commercials there. You, uh, I've seen that where they use stadiums. Mm-hmm. So El Camino's facility is really top of the line, and they'll put games in there too uh, to to uh, accommodate uh, more folks. Mm. I know in Hawaii they play triple headers in Aloha Stadium, and so some of the big programs out there certainly they've got some high profile programs that people are really into. So, but Texas still doing it on a level nobody else does. So they'll have some delays and some on on uh, on a schedule. The Pac-12 and Mountain West Conference uh, media days postponed. I I just think it would have been better if they'd gone on time. PK as a sign for the season's going to start. They're postponed because the question is going to be who you're going to play, when you're going to be, and there's no answers to those questions. And so kick it down the road. And it's it's not that the end of everything because it's not happening, but it's just when it does happen, we'll know that they're about to play. Yeah, I don't see this as mattering uh, relative to when they're going to play, though. And I get it. I, I, who wants to go there and ask, oh, do you, you think that it'll play 10 games? Who are you going to play? How's your season going to be? Huh? How safe are you going to be? I don't want to talk about that. If I've got David Shaw on the on the line because we're not going to be in person. I want to know about his team. Yeah, you're That's, bouncing back from four and eight. Yeah, you know what are you doing there? Is Webb your guy? And you know you've had strong running back running games, and you know you had brutal injuries you can't you think you just had to run a bad luck and blah 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 you just said it and you basically that's all in a nutshell and how do you bounce back from a four and eight because that's not who stanford has been so i i just assume not have it because i don't want to ask these questions i don't think our listeners want to listen to those answers they don't want to hear the questions they don't want to hear the answers we're a sports station they come to us for a diversion not to be lectured to wear a mask and maybe i'm off on that but that's the way i see it you're probably not off on that all right, well, hopefully we'll get those uh, media days at some point. We'll get to ask David Shaw about bouncing back from four. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of questions, you know, with uh, what? Uh, the new coaches in Washington, both schools, and then yes. Colorado. And uh, and UCLA, Jim Mora, he had a grace period, but we're kind of getting into the end of the grace period. Oh, for sure. People are expecting results now, year three. 
You got to, you know. Oh, yeah. Get, you got three guys eligible. who are in year three. Someone, Kelly, and uh, Herm. What are you going to do? You're absolutely right. By year three, you better be pointed in the right direction. I don't think you need to go 12-0, and zero, but you better show some improvement from year one to year three. Absolutely. These guys are getting paid a ton of money here to be doing that. So they're, all three of those teams have big seasons. And if you're at SC, every game is do or die practically. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Clay Helton has now been saved from a schedule that really was just too difficult. Opening with Alabama in a neutral field, closing with Notre Dame at home, and in between you got to play nine conference games, and you're going to be getting compared to these teams that play eight conference games and maybe have one big interconference. Like you got dealt a really yeah, tough but you're, hand. you're SC. You know that going in. He knows that full well. I remember after they beat, after they lost to BYU. I'm sitting there at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Somebody asked him about all the noise and distraction. And he said, this is USC. We're in Los Angeles. Every day the noise is at full volume. And I laughed when he said it because the way he said it, and having been there, I know what he's talking about. And he's exactly right. So there's constant pressure on that. And if you win, you're the toast of the town. But if you don't win, oh, my gosh, you know, what are you going to do there? It's just so much pressure. And if you win, but you don't win good enough, there can be pressure. It's crazy. All right, other stuff we have talked about during this show. We had Kyle Goon and Aaron Falk on from Inside the Bubble. And I think the new normal is the best phrase, PK. It's... uh, it's as safe as they could have hoped. They've had zero. The NBA announced they've had zero positive tests. The focus turning more towards basketball. Aaron said he actually got to go to a gym, work out, and wasn't stressed at all about it. And uh, so, and and both guys really expecting a pretty good level of basketball. Kyle Goon talking about, hey, LeBron, and and this is the opportunity right there for a fourth championship, and really put yourself up there among the uh, the all time greats. I'm telling you, Dave, there's going to be dunks, block shots, all sorts of stuff. Thanks, PK. (laughs) Riley Jensen, high school football players are transferring to Utah from out of state. They're going to the, you know, few power programs you would expect they're going to. Riley didn't want to name any names. You know, school hasn't started and games haven't started, so still a chance, I suppose, for people to change their mind. I think I think at this date they're pretty much locked in, but he want to go there. But I think it's uh, boy, if you drop a list of six or eight or ten teams, you, you ought to be able to figure out where these guys are going to be showing up. Well, if you want the best, you're going to go be a charger. I don't think that's even in question. But if you want the best high school marching band, you're going to go to Brighton. You done? <laughs> no, I'm not done. I'm paying through. Well, no, I'm not paying through. My the peeps nose, in Saratoga but, Springs but, like to have a word about the greatest marching band. I can oh, hey, man. Money's coming out of my pocket to support <laughs> that know, puppy. <laughs> and I'm glad and grateful to do it, especially if you knew the backstory. It's a great story. And you guys know the backstory. We do know the backstory. And <laughs> I'll tell you right now, great people in American Fork have their hands on their hips like you, Johnny, come lately. Ah, We've been to the Rose Parade. What have you clowns done? Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, they went down there last summer to uh, in anticipation of restarting the band. And that's just awesome that the band is there. The band should be there, man. The more activities you can have in high school to get kids involved, I don't care what it is. 
I mean, not everybody can be a football star or a sports star, but so what? There's so plenty of other activities. And uh, for us to have a child in the band, I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. DJ and PK, that's some of the stuff we've been talking about, plus some new stuff right there. And it's all brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Chief Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. What does it mean, no COVID positives since, what was it, July 13th? That seems uh, really good news. It's a great sign. They start scrimmaging against different teams later this week, but they've been scrimmaging internally against each other. The fact that nobody tested positive at that last round is incredibly encouraging. Certainly, there could be an outside influence brought in when friends and family are allowed in. But for now, this is a good situation. What I know about these procedures, how strict they are, daily testing, you have to wear masks everywhere you go. It's almost hard to see how this can get derailed. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time for the feedback of the day. Brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Kyle Goon was on the show earlier this morning. Orange County Register used to write for the Tribune. Now he's covering the Lakers for the uh, the Register, and he just tweeted out some video. Here's the video view of the NBA environment. Each of the three venues should look similar on TV, and they've got the benches and the scorers table on one side like normal. But then it looks like the other three sides of the court are just wrapped by a video wall. PK, it looks signage and the way he's doing it. They don't have the images they have up. I think they've got to be a video wall. I mean, they could just be logos on plywood, but I can't imagine they would do that. I think. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be advertising when the game when the game right. gets going. They'll be advertising. Right. I got you. Uh, and Joseph tweets at us. Well, that's not ta- tacky at all. LOL. <laughs> what hey, What's that mean? Uh, I think he thinks it's tacky. Oh, who cares, man? I want to watch the games. I don't give a crap about any of that other stuff. Uh, one of the things here is uh, Zog Utes says, I'm curious how the games will feel. Serious competition, messing around, showboating. And I think they're going to be serious no. competition. I, I think it's real. Yeah. It'll be real. Are you kidding me? When that ball goes up, it is real. They're playing to win a title. There's just there's zero doubt in my mind. That's the least of my worries is how they're going to approach it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm spending zero time stressing on that. Zero. As you should. Yeah. Or shouldn't, however you look at it. Uh, He follows up with, do you think that's true? Even without crowd energy, that will be different, but they'll adapt to it. And Joe Ingles brought this up. He says, when you're playing an international tournament, you want to win and the competition's good. But he says, depending on where you are in the world and who you're playing, you might only be playing in front of one or 2,000 people. He said they don't play less than that because Australia has fans that travel and fans all over the place. And they're they're pretty good. You know, they, they competed for the bronze medal. I think they finished fourth last time at the Olympics. They did. Yeah. Spain got um, Right. So so they're in the mix for a medal. So they got one of the better fan bases. But he says, yeah, you, you can draw a 9 a.m. game and be playing in front of not very many people during a, a pool play game. Yeah, but I also think LeBron probably hasn't played True. in front of this less amount of people since high school. Yes, but I think that also these guys – uh, play pickup games that are competitive in the summer, and if you put a trophy out there in front of them, they'll find it. So, it. It may yeah. be odd in the first quarter of the first game, but they'll get used to it. 
I don't I don't think it'll be any problem. I mean, we've seen yeah. it in golf. I right. mean, these guys are out there battling, trying to win. We saw it here at the Utah Open at, uh, when they played up there at Oak Ridge, and, and it just matters. Sure, we would like to have normal situations and galleries and crowds and home steel stadiums and arenas and all that, but we don't. But the actual competition, I just don't think is going to be any less funky. I've been watching now three nights, four actually four nights in a row, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is today, Wednesday, no, today, three nights. Today's Tuesday. So I've been watching baseball, and guys, it looks like real baseball. It's just like what I said when I first watched the Korean thing several weeks ago, the Korean baseball. It was real baseball, even though the circumstances around it are different. It's still real. You State Iceman, Jack Dunbar, tweeting at us. We all know Utah State has the best ice cream. I've had many of my BYU diehard family members tell me so. Ice cream, that's why Devontae Henry Cole. That's going what to I Utah told State. you in the beginning, and you scoffed at me. I did. I thought it was playing time. No, no, I was not playing time around with you. If you want playing time, I'll give you something right now, my version of playing time. Do you know how much a piece of pie costs in uh, St. Thomas. How much? $2.50. Do you know how much it costs in Aruba? $2.50. I think it's $2.25. But either way, what I'm giving you, you know what I'm giving you? I'm giving you the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh! <laughs> 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 Should we end it there, Yak? How do you sure, go on? Why not? <laughs> uh, I got one from a friend last night that's pretty good. Let's hear it. Uh, this is for all you uh, Irish, Italian, uh, Catholics out there. Are you ready? That's me. Yeah, I know. And this guy's last name is Mulqueeny. So, uh, you know. Uh, the last time we were on vacation in Rome, I noticed a marble column in St. Peter's with a golden telephone on it. As the priest passed by, I asked who the telephone was for, and the priest told me it was a direct line to heaven, and if I'd like to call, it'd be $1,000. I was amazed, but declined the offer. Throughout Italy, we kept seeing the same golden telephone on a marble column. At each, I asked about it, and the answer was always the same. A direct line to heaven, a call costs $1,000. Then we went to Ireland. We decided to attend Mass at a local church in Galway. And when I walked in the door, I noticed the golden telephone, and underneath it, there was a line, a sign stating, direct line to heaven, 25 cents. I approached the priest after Mass. Father, I said, we've been all over Italy recently, and all the cathedrals we visited, I've seen telephones exactly like this one. But the price was always $1,000. Why is this only $25? 25 cents. The priest smiled and said, Laddie, you're in Ireland now. It's a local call. <laughs> it's a little long, and I'm not sure the payoff was as good, but it was okay. Thanks, PK. Gosh. <laughs> Only 20 well, more hours and I get more of this. DJ I, PK tomorrow. What do you got? I like jokes that are a little shorter. I don't have a long attention span. DJ and PK tomorrow, 6 to 10 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.